Welcome to our opinion. This is Saratova Best Parshas Nayach. What is unique about Parshas Nayach, especially for us? We know about Parshas Bracious, that the way you set yourself up on that, on Shabbos Bracious, that's the way it goes a whole year. And you really want to ask yourself on Shabbos Bracious, how am I going to do the year? You know, last week we asked ourselves, I just came out of a month of holiness, a month in which I'm not even though we were cooking and cleaning and all that other stuff, and yet it was still an elevated energy. Even if you're not, even if you're the one who's hosting, it's an elevated energy in which you're more in the heavens than the more time in the heavens than the rest of the than than the rest of the year. And now we go smack into more time down here on Earth than the whole year. If there's any year that is, if there's any month that is the mundane month. This is it. There's no official holiday in the month of Cheshvan. Um, people like myself are excited because it's cloudy and turning cold. But most regular people, I'm not going to call them normal, most regular people don't like this weather, um, except for the changing leaves. And they feel like down, we're going down into the dumps. And there's not, you know, and, and the, one of the main things that changes this week is that we start doing, we go back into sort of a lonely space because in the month of Tishrei, you know, in general, if people went to Shul, they went to Shul where there were other people. We were doing things as a group, as group, as Jewish communities together. Rosh Hashanah, Yom Kippur, Simchus Taira, Simchus Taira, together, together, together. And there's a, you know, there are certain, there are a lot of advantages to the together energy. Obviously, there are disadvantages. But this month, we go back to by ourselves. Unless you have a job where, you know, everybody's together. <coughs> but you're kind of doing your Avaida by yourself down here in the rainy, getting darker, changing the clocks to daylight savings or whatever time. And everything's going down to a different level. So last week, you had this question. What am I planning for this year? Wow, 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 wow. Shabbos gracious, what am I going to do? You know, you have the whole year in front of you as a potential map. And then you ask yourself on Shabbos gracious, you know, what do I have written? What do I have put down on the map? This week, when it comes to Parshas Nayach, you ask yourself a question as well. But it's a very different question. The question this week is, so how did I do on my first day, first week down here in the mundane world, first week on the job for this year? How did I do? And it's a really important question. Why is it such an important question? Because you get a chance this Shabbos to make resolutions and dream about how you want to do it. You're not going to have another Tishrei until a year from now. So this mundane, so to speak, existence, which is on the way to Dir B'Tachtayim, this mundane existence is um, kind of a sign of the times of, of what's going to be much of the year. So you want to do it right. And you want to, and right means are you want to do it in an up, 
upbeat mood, with an upbeat energy. Experiencing Hashem even more than last month. Especially because last month, you know, you just, I guess you feel Hashem because you're with so many Jewish people. And now, you know, it's each man, each to himself, in a way. Even if you live in a community. I mean, and Zion, we know that Zion Cheshvan is the day that in the land of Israel, they did a calculation how long it would take for the last traveler to get home from the base of Migdash, where he spent a month, if he lives in the furthest, furthest place in the land of Israel, in Eretz Yisrael. If he, he who lives wherever it is, the Don, you know, or somewhere up in the north or somewhere down in the south. How long will it take that person living on the furthest border to get home? As soon as he gets home, we pray for rain. So each person's going home to his own personal shlichus and avayda. And so are we. So that's exciting. You get to dig your heels in, dig your, you know, dig your feet into the, the dirt and really get to work. But um, you know, you're more, each one's doing his own project, or his own work, or his own, his own, his own map for the year. So this is, this is a telltale week. How'd you do? First week on the job. Now, the question is not, okay, so, well, if I did a lousy job, so what? I guess I could become a bear and hibernate the whole winter and, you know, wake me up Pesach time <laughs> when we're back to holidays. Um, yeah, that could work for some people. Or we could say, all right, let's fine-tune how I did this week. I mean, first week on the job is not likely to be so easy, except that you, you're you still under, under – this week you're still under the spell – of Tishrei. In fact, today is Lamed Tishrei. So you're still in Tishrei. So you're still in that holy energy. So you have, you know, you have an extra boost and an extra Siyata Zeshmaya. help from above. So that's the question. Okay. Now, um, so last week the question was, how am I going to do in potential? Bekayach. And this week, Parshas Nayach. How am I doing Bapayal in actuality? And what does it have to do with the Parsha? So one of the things about the Parsha, last week's Parsha, Bracious and this one, is they're both about the creation of the world and the continuation of the world. Now, I want to stop on that for a minute. This is not just some story in the Parsha about creation, world creation, sustaining the world. Think about yourself vis-a-vis the word creation every minute every hour every week you are you are creating your personal world and you are sustaining your personal world so these two parshas are very much much about you and your personal life when it was last week gracious bar licky miss well, there are many things to say about Barah. We'll say in a second. And this week is 
Last week is Hashem is creating the world. Remember, you as a creator. And this week is Hashem sustaining the world. You as a sustainer. Parshas Nayach, there's a promise that Hashem gives us that he will keep the world going forever. I'm keeping this thing going. So when you act as a creator, that's one energy. That's related to last week. When you act as a, you know, as a co-creator, when you act as a co-sustainer of whatever realities you're in, keep them going and going well and succeeding, you have the added benefit that Hashem said, we're doing this forever. I'm not pulling out. So, you know, sometimes when you go into a, a project and you feel like, you, you ask yourself, are these people trustworthy? You know, they get all excited. They get, you know, they start these projects and then they always fluff out and, you, you know, you call them and they never pick up anymore and you find yourself all alone. This one, this project, Parshas Nayach, about sustaining the world, Hashem says, I don't fluff out. And I'm I'm not one of those partners that, you know, when you call me, I'll just, I won't pick up. I always pick up. We're in this together forever. I'm not pulling out. You guys will pull out faster than me, says Hashem. But that's his promise. And the difference between these two parshas, bracious, you know, creating, and then, um, and then sustaining the world, is um, that when Hashem created the world at the beginning in Bracious, He created it in such a high way that um, if there was too much evil in the world, it was just going to break. Hashem, so to speak, regretted, etc., and said, I'm wiping it out. He created the world in which if we're too off target, it's going to break. This week, Parshas Nayach, the world in its very basic building blocks created in such a way that even as low as it falls, there's always the kayak to pull it back together again. So totally, you know, wash and wear, right? You know, one is the silk uh, mink coat, you put it in the dryer, don't even bother to open up the dryer. Just get somebody else to take a garbage bag and throw it out. You just you ruin the mink coat. Like don't don't look. It'll just upset you. But the other one that was Parshas Bracious. Parshas Nayach is wash and wear. You know you can't mess it up. It's just wash and you know it's just uh, very. Uh, this one lasts forever. As much as you mess it up, it just bounces back. So um, and that's why Hashem. Um, put, you know, the irony, the rainbow, the irony for our times now. And he made a bris with Nayach. But he said, through your avaita in purifying the world, the lowest world, guess what happens? Nayach derucha. My, says Hashem, my will, my will in creating this world, my desire, dear Betach it becomes fulfilled. Or in another way, we can say, Parshas Bracious emphasizes the world as it is from a higher intention, Hashem's holy intention. And this week, Parshas Nayach, is the world as it is when we're involved 
and we're the co you know we're the co co creators we're we're the we're the main characters when it can really get messy mala aritz the world becomes full of anger Hashem's anger and we need to fix it and we can that's the element as insane as the world gets the promises Hashem says don't get scared when you see a really dark world because I inserted into this whole system the second one the Nayak world the new world remember sorry the first world so to speak was you know breakable the second world went through the model the flood and it came out a very different quality and different frequency of world and that's the world we live in one that has the potential to become very evil and we're actually watching that happen right now and yet it's called Eilam Chadash it says Eilam Chadash Ra Nayak came out and he saw a brand new world it doesn't say that he saw a beautiful world he just saw a brand new world well what was new well, that as bad as it gets, it it can be fixed. The first world could not be fixed. This world, as bad as it gets, could be fixed. Kind of, when you look at the world now, you wonder, it, you know, it got so crazy that how could it ever be fixed? And that's one of the seven wonders of the world, how it is going to be fixed and turned into a world of Mashiach. Hashem has some pretty interesting tricks in his pocket. So, but, therefore you understand you're being empowered in this week to not be afraid to mess up, ever. Because you now live in a world that you can't mess up badly enough that it can't be fixed. It doesn't exist. The factory installed um, default mode of this world is that it can always be fixed as bad as you get and as bad as it gets. So, um, and let's just go a little deeper before we sum this up. The Avaida, um, um, let, let's look at the way Hashem describes himself. We, we already described these two Avaidas, these two kind of world situations. How does Hashem describe himself? When he creates the world, he says the word Elohim. He describes himself as Elohim 32 times. Elohim, we know, this is pretty common, is how Hashem appears in nature. So he creates the world at the beginning with his identity as he's very concealed in nature. That's the way he does it. 32 times he describes himself as Elohim. Here I am, I'm hiding, and I'm creating the world through what looks like the world, the laws of nature. And what's Elohim? A level of godliness, Elohim, Gematria, Teva, nature. Okay. And then as the Parsha goes on in Bracious, in the day that Havaya Elohim, we're going to see the difference between Yudke Vavke and Elohim. Hashem hides his miraculous self, Yudke Vavke, Havaya, in the laws of nature. You know, um, you know, we bought you a, uh, we bought you a little packet, a tiny little, we bought you a tiny little, um, 
packet of very, very expensive honey that's freeze-dried, and also this, you know, kaisha bracha, you know, wine, tiny little packet. And we hid them in um, a giant package of regular-looking stuff. So Hashem hides his, himself as he is miraculous, Yudke Vavke, in the laws of nature. That's what he does when he's creating the world. In other words, even though the Kayach to create the world comes from Shem Havaya, Yudke Vavke, Haya Haiva, you know, where present, past, present, and future are all, all one, and he is creating, but he does it by concealing himself in the laws of nature. He makes it look like he's not there. Havaya Elohim means we know the truth. Who's in this? Who's behind this whole thing? Yudkevavke. Is that obvious? Oh no, it's not obvious at all. Hashem hides himself in the laws of nature. He's not revealed to the creations. What we see when we look at the world is I see a Mercedes Benz um, van sitting on the street right in front of me parked in a parking spot and it's a dark gray van. That's what I see with my open eyes. What do I know? I know that Hashem is really enclosed in it. But what do I see? I see a van. Mercedes-Benz van. Now, that was last week, Abida. That was the first way that Hashem comes into the world. The second way, which is this week, Parshish Nayach, Nayach Masachin Be'enei Havaya. All of a sudden now we have Hashem not appearing as He hides Himself, Yudkev Elohim Havaya, as He is more miraculous. He's revealed in the world, the world that's created through Shem Elohim, but you start to see more that there's there's more than meets the eye. There's more than this Mercedes-Benz van sitting right in front of me. You start to experience that there's Hashem, Yudke Vavke, right in that, creating it at every second. You start to feel it much more. <coughs> in other words, in the existence of the world as it's created through Shem Elohim, is revealed Shem Havaya, the Emes Havaya And then you start to experience what we say on Yom Kippur at the end of 25 hours of fasting and davening and unifying with Hashem at the end of Yom Kippur, we say seven times, Hashem Olakim, Hashem Olakim, Hashem Avayu Olakim, Avayu Olakim, Avayu Olakim, Yudke Vavke, Hu Elakim. You're bringing the two together. Hashem as he doesn't hide so much, enclosed in him as he hides. Seven different levels. Hashem Ulekim, Avayolakim, 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 seven times. Lashana Bab or Yushalayim. That's what you see. You start to see it through this week. Interesting. You start to see it through a very messy world. And you start to see it through even you being very messy. You start to see that in the concealment of the world, the concealment is not the real story. The real story is Yudke Vazke. It looks like the real story is a Mercedes-Benz van sitting in front of me, and that's about the whole story. 
when you have a higher perspective, you realize that's the least of the story. <laughs> the real part of the story is Yudke Vavke. Hashem is, that's Hashem. Making, so to speak, making his, himself look like a Mercedes Benz van, creating that. And when you have the revelation of Shema Vaya, and it's expressing itself through Shema Lakim, through the concealment, then what happens? A higher level of Shema Havaya. I'm going to explain that in a second. It's a little Kabbalistic. And it goes higher and higher. As we see, that seven times we say, Havaya Lakim, Havaya Lakim, Havaya Lakim, Havaya Lakim, at the end of Yom Kippur. Why are we saying it? We're, we're, we're drawing down higher realities. We're draw, excuse me, we're drawing down on Yom Kippur, and then this week, higher and higher realities. We're, we start to become able to see, okay, let's forget about the Mercedes-Benz then, the tree in the park next to me. We start to be able to see, wow, Hashem is, in that tree, creating that tree at every single second. Wow. That tree is not the whole story. The tree is just how the whole thing appears to us. And we start to experience a higher level of Hashem. And then a higher level than that. And then a higher level than that. Seven different higher levels. And that's why we say that at the end of Yom Kippur. Vayolakim, vayolakim. We're literally... As we start to experience, we burst open, we bust open the lie. What's the lie? It's just a van sitting on the street park. It's just a tree. There's nothing more to it. Come on. We've been making up stories. A bunch of bubba mices with godliness. It's just a van. It's just a tree. When, when we're experiencing Hashem Hu Elohim, we bust open that lie. It's a lie. It's a lie. It's not just a van and has nothing to do with Hashem. It is the expression of Hashem in this world. But they're saying it, and then there's knowing it. And then there's knowing it more deeply, and more profoundly, and more profoundly, seven different levels. And the more we know it, the more we actually pull it down into this world. And the net effect of that is that it's not only that we get to see Hashem in the world. You know, you're the only lonely person. Like, great. You're going to do all of this and, you know, the whole world is walking around living a lie, but you know the truth and higher and higher. It's, it's not worth it. Yeah, I don't feel like doing all that work just for that. Lonely man, you know, lonely woman at the top who knows the truth about Havaya Lakim and everybody else doesn't. Eh, who needs it? What you're accomplishing through last week and this week's Parsha and through saying, through what we said, Havayu Lakim on Yom Kippur is you're bringing Hashem Yudke Vavke down into this world in a more profound way so that it gets harder and harder for the scoffers to keep pretending that Hashem is not in the world. Once upon a time, when they said there's no God in the world, it was pretty easy for everybody to believe that. It's getting harder and harder. Now, notice carefully what I'm saying. 
it's getting harder and harder for everybody to believe that there's no such thing as, as Yudke Vavke, God, you know, Hashem runs the world. It's getting harder and harder to avoid that basic truth. Hashem runs the world. Why is it getting so hard to, you know, people are like, you know, the Gaim are saying, you know, okay, their thing with the universe uh, says this, and, you know, and they're afraid to say the word God, but they're recognizing there's more to the picture than just looking at the Mercedes-Benz van. They're all starting to recognize it. Who did that? How did that happen? How did the outer wrapping paper that covers the truth fall off? Well, you took it off. You did your Avaita in turn, Mrs. And you continue to do your Avaita. And you said Havayolikim seven times on, on Yom Kippur. And you started bringing Hashem down more visibly into the world, seven different levels. So that even what somebody in university used to call the man of the senses, you know, the real grub person that like all they think about is, you know, their physical needs, etc. They don't have higher aspirations. Even those people start to feel a viola king. That's the net effect. So, we're just going to conclude this with one more small point. The world that Hashem created, what did He say when He gave, when He made His bris with us? He said, here's the rainbow. What is the rainbow a proof of? The way the world works, it just keeps on going and going. It doesn't stop. It doesn't change. The sun and the moon and the stars and all the constellations, they just keep on going. What do you experience when you see that? The Kayach of Ein It's completely unlimited. Ani Havaya Loshanisi. Havaya. Yudke Vavke. Hashem says past, present, future. It's all, it's all the same. No limitations. You get to experience any Havaya Loshinisi, I Havaya don't change the infinite power of Hashem. And one other thing, this Keshus, the rainbow. What is this rainbow? Well, this from modern day, but the traditional rainbow. The rays of the sun are going through a cloud. And the cloud comes up from the earth from the moisture in the earth, and it becomes very edel. And the light is able to actually go through these clouds, which come from the earthiness. And these two things are connected to each other. Hashem did a bris with us, and he said, all flesh on the earth, this is, you see the infinite power there. This is the Shem Havaya. Um, and you get to see, you get to see that only Hashem can create something from nothing. And then one other thing. All this is emphasized in the Parsha that we're going to go into, which is Lech Lecha, which is infinite progress, just move forward infinitely. 
to the land that I will show you. In my very essence, my essence, your essence, says Hashem. When we do our Avaita down here, the truth of every Jew is revealed, which is that in any situation where he finds himself is connected with Elokos and one. And not only that, through our Avaita, we purify the world and we bring Hashem down into this world. And this, to end off here, is this infinite progress is revealed in these words. That Elohim, Hashem, God, connected with, as he comes to create the world. His true existence is Shem Havaya, which is above the world. To end off meaning, you're looking at the world, and you're looking at Shem Elohim, and what you're really seeing is Shem Havaya. You're seeing Hashem's creative power and Hashem as the creator, and you're even starting to tune into your potential as a co-creator in whatever way you, you can, you were brought into the world to do. That in all the concealment, first of all, in all the concealment of Hashem in this world, He's really here as Yudke Vavke, infinite and can do anything. And then last point, in all of your concealment, all of the stuff of your life, and gee, you know how to, you're an amazing storyteller, but you don't know how to publish books because all the tech skills that are involved and all the everything, so you just feel like you're getting nowhere. So in all of that stuff that just seems to drag you down, the truth is, in all that Elohim stuff, I don't know, I could tell, I can tell stories, but I can, I don't know, the tech, technical stuff of printing the, you know, the book or doing the podcast. So in all of that, in all of that, the truth is Havayu Elohim. Hashem as he is infinite is in every one of these situations. And he is giving us the power to be infinite, so to speak, co-creators, in all of the darkness and in all of the struggles. He's totally there with us. And he's even telling us we have nothing to fear. And maybe, maybe, that's one of the reasons why after saying, Havayu Lakim seven times, we say, Lashana Ba Yerushalayim. We come to Yerushalayim, an awe, a complete awe of the truth, that brings us into the Gula Mitis Vashlema. Yiratan, we should find ourselves now in the base of Migdash Shlishi, Shlishi immediately now.